0: Tonight on the Virtual Bible Study, we want to talk about binding opinions and how do we determine when something is a matter of judgment and when it's a matter of doctrine of God's commands. It's important discussion, and we're going to get started on it right now.
1: one Or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com. We hope you'll take out your Bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of God's Word on this edition of the Virtual Bible Study.
0: And we welcome you to the Virtual Bible Study for Thursday, August 20th, 2020. Thank you for joining us on the program tonight. My name is Jacob Gwynn, uh, my father, Greg Gwynn, is out of town tonight, and in his spot, uh, Josh McCord, joins us tonight. Josh, welcome to the program. Jacob, thanks welcome for having me. Welcome to the hot seat tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me here. Glad, glad, glad to be here. here. And look forward to, to talking with you tonight. Kyle's behind the controls, as usual. Kyle, welcome. It's good to be here. Glad that you're here. And we're glad you're listening on the other end of the line tonight, and we look forward to you participating in the program. You can do so by giving us a call at 877-381-4567, com. Or signing into the chat window, if you're watching us live, sign in and chat with other listeners there. I see Brian in California, Eric here in Tennessee, and Dwight and Michelle out in Iowa who have signed in so far. If you haven't signed in, sign in there and share your comments with the world as we study this important subject tonight. want to remind you that you can send your comments or questions at any time. If you're listening to this in the archive... Uh, Way down the road, years from now, we'd still like to hear from you. Questions at collegeview.com is the email address to use. Uh, Send us an email. Maybe just let us know that you're out there listening. As we know, most of our listeners are in the podcast uh, version of the program, can't join in live. But we still welcome your comments at any time. If you'd like to help us get the word out about the program, send us an email with your snail mail address. We'll get you some bumper stickers that you can place on your bumper, if you like, or you want to be a little bit uh, safer. You can put them on your windshield can't uh, pull any paint off a windshield, put them on that and uh, and, uh, share uh, the virtual Bible study with others. This program is better when we have more people participating, so we'd appreciate you helping us get the word out about that. On the uh, program tonight, we want to talk about how we determine and handle matters of judgment. Uh, Josh, as we have uh, been in this pandemic now for, I don't know, six months or so, it has challenged us a lot, and it has maybe shown us some places where we need to grow uh, as we've dealt with some things that have been very difficult and challenging uh, from a lot of different aspects, a lot of different angles. One of those aspects and angles is the idea of judgments, because we've had to make a lot of judgment calls about how to handle this uh, as we think about it from a corporate perspective from our, from, as a church make a lot of decisions that we would have never ever contemplated making and uh, there have been a lot of different d- opinions and judgments about how those decisions should have been made and we need to step back and and talk about how do we handle those situations and make sure that we're handling them correctly
2: right yeah i agree i mean there's things we've had to think about that we as you said we wouldn't normally had to have th- thought about and so uh, the good news is, sometimes we grow a lot whenever we're forced to uh, think about and study God's word and look at things like judgment, and, and we're going to talk about authority, and so those are all good things. Unfortunately, there are uh, people that maybe have made uh, bad decisions, maybe maybe we have, and so it's a good time to reevaluate, look at look at things, look at judgment, look at um, to
0: make sure we're doing things the right way in accordance with the Bible. You know, you think about some of the things that we've decided. You know, would you have ever suggested? Hey, let's not let's meet outside in the parking lot or let's cancel a service. Yeah. No, well, that's that's never that's, thought that. that's dismissed Bible classes for right? no. you. Ne- nobody would even have thought that would um, never. No. And now we've had to make decisions like that or talk about decisions like that. And so it is a time when there are so much judgment, so much opinion about what the right course is that we need to make sure that we're handling that correctly. And I think, Josh, if we're honest with ourselves, a lot of times I've, I've been concerned about the judgment calls that have been made. I've mm-hmm. not agreed with them. Mm-hmm. You probably haven't either. And am I handling that the right way? Yeah. It's important. It's very serious. There are, uh, there are sins that can be associated with this mm-hmm. if we're not careful, and so we need to make sure that we examine ourselves. So we did, talked last week. Yeah, our
2: souls could be in danger if, if we're not making sure that we're doing things Correct way, absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So we want to talk about that tonight, and we'd like to hear from you at eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven. Questions at collegeu These are difficult times, challenging times, and as you mentioned, uh, Josh, times where our maybe our our time for a good evaluation of ourselves spiritually. You know, never would we have suggested these things. I mean, we you would have been hesitant to suggest maybe we sing. Th- two songs instead of three before the sermon or, you know, anything. Right. I mean, you'd be very careful about that now all that's I mean, it's just hit us in the face. And so people have a lot of strong opinions. Uh, those opinions are, you know, how should we how should we handle even though we're well into the pandemic now? How should we handle certain aspects of our worship certain aspects of how we how, how we assemble um, uh, and other things? A lot of decisions, lots of judgment, and so we want to talk about that. First up, we ask five questions of or six questions of our listeners tonight. We're going to talk about these on the program tonight. If you've not uh, sent in your comments, you can do that in the chat room tonight. How do we determine when a decision is a matter of judgment and when it is a matter dictated by the Scriptures? How does understanding how we establish Bible authority factor into this determination? How important is making the correct determination about whether a matter is judgment or a matter of right and wrong? And what are the consequences for getting that wrong? So first off, how do we decide? And second, how important is it? What are the consequences if I mess up and say a matter of judgment is, a, is really a matter of right and wrong and vice versa? Number three, how should we respond to decisions in matters of judgment with which we disagree? Is it wrong to object to decisions that are matters of judgments? Are there any scriptural examples that can give us some guidance? Uh, so we want to hear about that from you tonight. Number four, in the end, how should we respond when a decision is made that goes against my judgment? Number five, what attitudes will help us handle situations like these? And number six, how must we handle matters of right and wrong? We look forward to hearing your comments on these, and you can, you can just send in your comments as we go along on the program tonight. So number one, we talk ask, um, how do we determine? when a decision is a matter of judgment and when it is a matter dictated by scriptures. And I think uh, Josh, this is very fun found foundational fundamental mm-hmm. that we establish this first. How do I know when a matter is just my opinion, my I think so my preference and when it is something that is mandated by scriptures? Sure.
2: Well, we've got to talk about authority um, and, and, we establish authority by direct command or example or direct command approved apostolic example and a necessary inference we we infer that uh that's what the scripture must mean that we ought to do right and that's basic and uh and thinking about if it's a matter of judgment or not we have to look at generic or
0: specific uh authority okay um so let's 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 stop right there and 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 reiterate we're talking about bible authority and mm-hmm. how we establish that mm-hmm. we establish it by a direct command god says do this don't do that All Right. that's understandable by an approved example i just came from baseball practice with my son and the coach was telling him now okay here's how we do this and showing them and wanting them to do the same thing we do that you do that on the job you're training somebody, here's how you do that absolutely here's how you do this uh, maybe you're you're teaching uh your kids at how to, here's how you pick up your clothes off the floor. Here's mm-hmm. how you put your trash in the trash can. follow do it like this okay? God says commands, He gives mm-hmm. us examples to follow through the apostles and then the necessary inference or unavoidable conclusion when God tells us to do something and we have to infer that he wants us to do something this this associated with that because of of the logic that's associated right. with it. Those are the three ways. It's very important that we have Bible authority mm-hmm. for all that we do, Colossians 3 verse 17. Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name or by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. God says you have to have authority for everything you do. I have to be able to go to the Bible and know that God approves of me doing this in my life personally, in our activities corporately as a church. I have to know that God approves. Romans chapter 14, verse 23 says, For whatever is not of faith is sin. And so if I can't go to the scriptures and have that authority, no, yes, God gives his stamp of approval for this. If I can't do that, then it's sin because I can't do it by faith. And the only way I get that faith is from the word of God, Romans 10, verse 17. So I need to be able to go to the Bible and say, yes, God approves of me doing this. God doesn't approve of that. God gives me liberty in this area and, and so forth. So I need to be able to establish that Bible authority. Now you mentioned there's two different types of authority. So get into that a little bit for me. Yeah. So generic and specific authority.
2: Um, so obviously, as we've been saying, uh, the things that we do must first be lawful. But then there are some expedients with uh, generic authority uh, that we can we can use, and it's sort of an aid or a, or a way or a mean to accomplish the command, and and that's approved within within the command. So um, I wrote down the Great Commission in Matthew 28. Uh Jesus said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Uh so he said to go and we use we use this example a lot. He didn't say how to go, so that means that I could walk. I could ride a horse or ride a bike or a car, uh, plane, train, automobile. I mean there there's so many different options. So so the command is to go and and we have to preach the gospel, that's what we're to do. But there's no he, he didn't say you must go and uh go on horseback. If he did, then we would, we'd have to go on horseback. We'd be bound to that. Um, but he didn't. So we it's generic authority. We must go. We must preach the gospel. We can choose the way, that's the expedient way for us in order to go. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Now, I was thinking along the lines of some things that may have changed as a result of this pandemic where we've had to make some adjustments. Sure. I'm thinking about maybe the Lord's Supper. You know, the Mm -hmm. Lord's Supper is very strict Mm -hmm. about what is involved in the Lord's Supper, what we need to do, what elements we need to partake of. In Acts chapter 26, uh, verses uh, 26 down uh, through verse 28, Jesus tells us that it needs to be the bread and the fruit of the vine. Those are the elements. There's no liberty there. That's very specific. Right. And so we can't say, hey, we're in a pandemic we're going for great. Or we're going for Kool-Aid instead of uh, the fruit of the vine. We, uh,
2: cookies are easier to get yeah, right, right now yeah, in the grocery right, store, yeah. so we can.
0: We'll go with cookies. No, no liberty right. there. Very specific. But now there's generic authority associated with that. So, uh, we've got to have some time to do it. Uh, and now uh, the day is specified again. Acts 20 verse right. 7. Can't do it. Hey, we're in a pandemic. Friday night sounds better. No, nope. first day of the week. That's when they pr- partook of it. That's the example, the approved example, the only approved example. And so first day of the week it is. But now, what time of day that we take it? You know, maybe we the pandemic we said, hey, listen, we're going to change our services. We're meeting at three o'clock in the afternoon. No problem, and yeah, we can do that. Uh, that's 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 generic authority. You have the authority to do that. It's a judgment call. Mm-hmm. Ten o'clock, three o'clock. That's your judgment. How we hand it out? You know, that's changed a lot mm-hmm. in this pandemic. Yeah, you know, used to you got to reach in there and get your own right. through the vine. Now people are handing it to you probably where you are. Same with uh, probably the bread. That's right. not specified. We're at liberty right. to change those things. And so there's an example. Specific authority we, can, we cannot change. General authority, we have some liberty to make some judgment. What about singing? You know, we're commanded to sing. Ephesians 5.19, Colossians 3.16 says to sing. And so we're construed there or constricted. It's got to be singing. No authority to play, but there's some generic authority associated with that as well. Yeah, we've we've had to change our services quite a bit Did, here at College View. There's a
2: drive-in service, right? And so we sang. Uh, there was a the song leader was transmitting over the radio. We had windows rolled down so we could sing together. And so we weren't, uh, you know, right beside each other singing, but we were still singing. We were still in the same place, um, and so we were fulfilling the command. But there's some expedience there in order to uh,
0: try to be healthy and safe during the pandemic, but we were still fulfilling the command of God. Now, uh, you talk about assembling. Hebrews 10, verse 25 tells us that we cannot forsake the assembling. Uh, And so we have the obligation to continue to assemble. We're told that we need to assemble on the first day of the week, Acts 20, Mm -hmm. verse 7. But when? That's generic authority. The place is generic authority, and there's a lot of judgment in that. And a lot of people are... Thinking through what, what's the best judgment right now for where we assemble. Uh, what time? How many times do we assemble? Lots of judgment there. Now, before the pandemic, we might have said, you know, you got to meet twice on Sunday, you got to mm-hmm. meet on Wednesday night. We've got to step back and say, what's what we would like? What do the scriptures mandate? And maybe we adjust that a little bit in this situation uh, to be more prudent. Um, and so there's some examples of this generic versus specific authority that, that you referenced as we think about some things that we need to understand. We need to understand the difference between generic and specific authority. We need to understand that we do have to have authority for the things that we do. How do we establish that authority? And that will help us. I think about the work of the church. The, the work of the church is very uh, rigid as far as the, mm-hmm. what God has told the church to be involved in. Edification. Building up the saints, Ephesians chapter Ephesians four, verses four twelve. Right? Okay, all right, that's exactly right. Evangelism, Philippians chapter four, verses fifteen through eighteen. The church of Philippi was very active in that, so we need to be evangelizing the lost as a church, working together mm-hmm. in that, and then in benevolence. And that benevolence is very specific, but First Timothy chapter five, verse sixteen, speaks to that and speaks to some of that specific, specificity. But the church is told very specifically. But now. There's a lot of generic authority associated with all of those. Who's the preacher going to be? Where are we going to uh, send preachers to evangelize? What lessons are we going to present? What, what topics do we need to address? Uh, who are we going to assist with benevolence? Lots of examples there uh, for, uh, for some judgment, and we mm-hmm. need to understand the difference. Now, if somebody says, hey, listen, instead of a preacher, we're thinking about getting a volleyball coach. And we'd say, oh, no, 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 we don't have authority for that. So but so where there's specific authority, we have to follow it. But where there's generic authority, there's some room for some judgment. We need to be aware of that. Right. Yeah, totally agree. So we've got to know the difference. Uh, judgment, you can't make a
2: judgment call with specific authority. There, there's There's no judgment there. God's laid it out for us, and we just need to follow it. But in generic authority, we've got... There's some judgments that we can make. We can still fulfill the command, but there's judgments that we can make on how to do that. And so that's really important. When you talk about judgments, you've got to start with authority and build off that foundation. To be able
1: to know where the exactly. judgment
2: calls are right. versus
0: where, no, there's no, there's no room right. for discussion here. Or else here. people will be saying, well, this is my
2: judgment. God commanded it, but my judgment is we shouldn't do it. And, and no, you have to start with the authority and then
0: work your way from there. I think now about personal life as well. So because th- so this requirement for authority is not limited to just things we do as a church. I need authority mm-hmm. for everything I do in my personal life as well. In G- James chapter 1 verses 26 to 27 we read that pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this to keep oneself unspotted from the world mm-hmm. and to visit the widows and fatherless in their affliction. I've got certain requirements on me scripturally on how I need to be living my life. Those are very rigid requirements. Very specific. Keep yourself unspotted by the world. Mm-hmm. But now there's some judgment. There's some generic authority. How do I do that? I may make different areas of I may make different decisions in matters of judgment than you do. As how I as how I think it best to and fulfill those commands to visit the father and the Maybe I make different uh, decisions in the uh, command to keep myself unspotted by the world. I, that, there, there's no liberty in that, but I may make a different decision than you do in some things I do for entertainment. Hmm. All right? There may be some. I may. You may go to some movies that I, I wouldn't go to. All right? There's there's some room for there. I mean, it's it's right. small, right. but. Uh, I need to understand. There's some judgment calls here. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's a personal accountability thing. And so I've yeah, got
2: to take yeah. I've got to take some personal accountability and make sure that I'm fulfilling yeah. that command. Just like yep. you have to make sure you are.
0: You're commanded to raise up your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Right. I am too. You may do that yeah. differently than I do. Yeah.
2: Bedtime at your house may be eight o'clock, and bedtime at my house may be seven thirty. And that, and that's okay. We can we don't have to have a certain time or, or rules, uh, but. We have to raise them up in the nurture and admonition and so of the So there's
0: some differences. Right. There's some allowance there for judgment, right. uh, and and so we've got to understand. It. We're told to avoid covetousness, Luke 15, uh, 12 verse 15. Uh, avoid materialism. How's that look in your life? How's it look right. in mine? You may you may drive a fancier car than I drive. Yeah. Are you materialistic? Are you covetous? Well, there's a, there's some judgment right. there, right? Uh, I, I don't I don't by the way, but. Driving a fancier car than mine, <laughs> no, you do. No, you no, do. No. You no. do. No. But yeah. no,
2: you're absolutely right. I yeah. mean, so we have to. If, if that, if that is a more of a temptation for me, you know, if, if, if temptation for me is to, I've got to have a nicer car. I've got to have newer, nicer things. Then I need to maybe work extra hard to avoid that. And maybe for you personally, you can buy a, a newer truck. And that's not going to bother you. You're not you're not caught up on that. And so we all have different things that affect us in different ways. And so I've got to make that decision for myself
0: to make sure I'm not allowing that to take control of my life. Absolutely. So there's some there's some judgment calls there. And so when we get back, we want to talk about, uh, you know, why how why is it so important to understand that? Some people might say, you know, you're just being picky with this authority thing. When we get back, we're going to show why it's not picky, why it is so important, why. We have to have authority for all we do, because if we don't demand that, we get ourselves in some real trouble. We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. The Virtual Bible Study will continue right after this.
3: There's more of the Virtual Bible Study to come after these important messages. Stay tuned. What does your church have for my children?
2: At the College View Church of Christ, we don't have pizza parties or putt-putt nights. We don't have softball or basketball. We do have the Bible. We do have the powerful sayings of the gospel of Jesus Christ and him crucified. We do have the love for your children's souls to never substitute the solid spiritual teaching they need with superficial secular activities. If this is what you want for your children, bring them to Bible class this Sunday at 930 a.m. at the College View Church of
3: Christ. My name is Rick Harris, and I love to listen to the virtual Bible study. I hope you'll join me and many others in this weekly Internet Bible study group. Be sure to listen every Thursday night. God's Word has the answers. Let's get back to studying it. The virtual Bible study rolls along. And we're
0: back on the program tonight. If you've not signed in the chat room, sign in and share your comments there. Dwight and Michelle out in Iowa have chimed in and, and said, We were we were to assemble together as a church. We don't have authority to divide up into smaller groups. Okay, again, there's your hmm? specific authority to come together in one Old place. Church come together. First Corinthians 11. And... We are to do it uh, as a church, not to be broken up into smaller groups. So there's the, the difference between generic and specific authority. We're specified that we're to be together. Appreciate Dwight and Michelle for that. Dwight has sent an email as well. He says, in answer to the question, it takes study on our part. So for some attendance on Wednesday night is an option is optional to them. What does the Bible say though? In Matthew six, the scriptures tell us to seek first the kingdom of God, putting the church. That is the people ahead of our own wants. Philippians two verse four also teaches us the same principle. Hebrews ten, twenty four and twenty five tells us to consider one another and to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. So is missing Wednesday night or any other time really a matter of judgment? Well as looking to the word, I believe that one should be at every service possible. I agree with that. The scripture does not say that thou shalt be at every Wednesday night. Bible say, by looking at God's word, we can see that attendance is very important. If we're putting TV, sports, tiredness, school events, et cetera, ahead of spiritual things, anyway, we may want to reconsider our priorities. God is our ultimate judge. Are we putting the church first when we choose to miss? I do believe that we need to teach the truth and be patient with people and to learn to grow. 2 Peter 3:18. help us to determine the tr- uh, to determine truth. By no means should we be tolerant to sin. Agree with that, Dwight. Appreciate your comments tonight. Here's what Ken had to say. We must make uh, such a determination, that is determining between judgment and when it's a matter of right and wrong, by the scriptures themselves. God has revealed to us by telling us, uh, his will to us, by telling us what he desires, a statement, by demonstrating what he desires, an example, and implying to us what he desires, that we deduced by necessary inference ascertaining biblical authority is crucial if one does not know how to ascertain bible authority they can fall into the trap of sin and so it's very important and appreciate dwight and kent for those comments tonight again if you're in the chat room share your comments with us there now here's why it's so important someone would say ah you're just being picky you're just being you're you're too rigid lighten up a little bit what is this idea that you've got to have bible authority for all you do well here's why Because if I don't understand, and this is number two in our questions tonight, if I don't understand the difference between judgments and right and wrong, I can very quickly begin to bind my opinions on others. Josh, if I don't understand how to look to the Scripture and say this is what God wants, then I'm left either letting anything and everything go, or I'm left saying, no, that's wrong but it just being my opinion rather than what the scriptures teach. That's why it's so important.
2: Right. Totally agree. I mean, and we don't we don't want to play around with fulfilling the commands of God. I mean, our, our, our souls are at stake. And we'll talk more about that, I'm sure, here in just a minute. But uh, if if God's made commands, He's told us things to do. We've got to know that we have to fulfill those. We have to do those. Um, and we can't just call those judgments if they should be commandments and and vice versa.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. So here's what Jesus said about it in, in Matthew chapter 15, verse nine. What's Jesus think about, you know, me just making up the rules myself in Matthew 15, verse nine, but in vain do they worship me teaching for doctrines, the commandments of me. Can I just make up my rules? Can I just impose my judgments on you? No, Jesus says that will lead to vain worship, uh, a very serious uh, thing to consider. Revelation chapter 22, verse 18. Here's what John said. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. You can't just go making up your own rules. You can't go saying, hey, this is what I think, and everybody else has to do it. You can't do that. Galatians chapter 1 Uh, They were doing that in the matter of circumcision. They were condemned for that. Uh, In Titus chapter 1, we can look at numerous passages. Titus chapter 1, verse 14. Not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from the truth. And so, over and over again, the the scriptures are telling us, God is telling us, he's yelling, he's he's saying, listen, don't go making your own rules. In other words, don't go... Binding your own think sos and your own opinions, your own judgments on other people.
2: Yeah, Jacob. I thought about just a, just an example of this that I have seen happen today. Uh, not not today, but in today's time. Um, the the plan of salvation, and talking about a verse like Acts two thirty-eight, where Peter said, "Repent and be baptized for the remission of sins." Um, and so, if I don't make the correct determination, whether that's is is that a judgment call? So. Uh, Or is it a command that I ought to do that? If I don't make the correct determination, then my forgiveness of sins is going to be at stake. So if I hear uh, the word and believe it, if I'm willing to confess my faith in Christ, if I'm even willing to be baptized, but I leave out repentance, I think that's just a judgment call. You can repent. I don't think I should have to. Well, then I'm, I'm going to be lost. And so if we don't, if we don't understand the authority of God, if we make Commandments. If we try to make those judgment calls, uh, then then we're going to be lost. Or if I'm binding things on you, like like we've been talking about, uh, then I'm in the wrong as well. Uh, I'm trying to bind things that God never bound, and so I'm I'm going beyond. And, and we're not supposed to go beyond what's written. Paul that's talked right. about that.
0: Right. Absolutely. Uh, so I know, Kyle, you, you, it's, I, that, that's, I think it really does underline the importance of understanding Bible authority, understanding what God has commanded. Those are requirements, and we have to be strict and rigid on those. But other things that are my opinions, my think-so's, my preferences, while they may be founded in a lot of good, reasonable uh, rationale, I have to be careful about binding those on other people.
4: Yes, I think uh, which as of right now we don't have uh, elders here at College View, so we have men's meetings, and you know I've heard of men's meetings in other churches getting pretty violent. I'd say pretty pretty you know angry over some judgment issues, things about you know what you want to do with the carpet, we don't paint the walls, things like that. It's like you know it's we want to make sure everything is done in a you know a manner that is pleasing to God, but manners things of judgment, things we can come to an accord on, harmony. But things that the Bible tells us that God's word is firm on, there is no gray area. There is darkness and light. I think it's and we tell like, well, God's going to have to give me grace on this because, you know, I got to take the Lord's supper at home because I can't come to church. I can't listen with the saints. I got to take this. home. God's got to give me some grace on this. I think you're putting yourself in the hands of a, you know, you're putting yourself in the hands of the living God. That's that's a very that's a dangerous place to put yourself in if you're not following God's word. Yeah, I, I mean the, the grace—the grace that
2: was given was when God told us what to do, yes. right? So and so think, we yeah. we want to follow what He told us to do. I think yeah. absolutely
0: right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, John chapter second, John verse nine: Whosoever transgresses and abides not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ he hath both the Father and the Son. And so I can dr- transgress by ignoring the gospel and the doctrine. I can also transgress by adding to it and going too far and saying, oh. you you need to be baptized and stand on your head for five minutes in the corner, right there. They're they're just as wrong as ignoring as it is to adding to. And so um, we want to hear your thoughts in the chat room tonight. Sign in there. Uh, Here's what our listeners said. Here's what Mohan in in Illinois says. It is very important because it is a matter of command in the Bible versus an opinion. The consequences can cause division in the body. For example, if a church pushes an opinion on it, all its member's, that they have to attend all the social and entertainment functions of the church, that is not authorized in Scripture and therefore is an opinion and can lead to divisions in the church. I like what Mohan says there. You you push your opinions and you you line them up and stand them up next to the Word of God and give them an equal weight and bind them like Scripture. What end up ends up happening is you are asking for division and conflict. Uh, in the church, appreciate Mohan for bringing up that point. Kent down in Calhoun, Georgia, says there are two types of authorization: generic or general or generic and specific. Uh, when individuals involve themselves in judgment calls, they respect the authority of scriptures and actually are involved in applying the concept of general or generic authority by engaging in optional activity that is not required but permitted. When one violates specific authority of the scriptures, they are guilty of addition, subtraction, or substitution of the word of God. And thus become guilty of sinful conduct. Thank you for that, can't appreciate your email tonight. Here's what Dwight in Iowa said. It is very important. We can't force our opinions on other people, and we must follow what the word says versus deciding what is right on our own sight. Proverbs 14 12 says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is the way of death. Uh, Dwight is is right. If we don't understand, if we don't make that if we don't discern that properly, then we will be guilty of binding our own opinions. And we certainly don't want to be guilty of that. We need to get a break, get this week's bullet point. When we get back, we're on to number three in our our outline tonight. How should we respond in matters of judgment with which we disagree? Josh, you and I are probably going to disagree on matters of judgment sooner or later. Is it wrong to object to decisions that are matters of judgment? Are there any scriptural examples that can give us guidance in this factor? How do I handle it? How do I handle it when I think Kyle is making a poor decision and asking for maybe for the church to do something I think is in poor judgment? Or maybe Kyle is making a poor judgment call in his own life. How do I handle that situation? We want to talk about that on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. The Virtual Bible Study continues right after this.
3: Don't go anywhere. You might miss something. The Virtual Bible Study continues right after this.
5: This is Greg Gwynn with this week's Bullet Point. There is no doubt that one of the conditions of our own forgiveness by God is that we forgive others who sin against us. Jesus said in Matthew 6, verses 14 and 15, If you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. He also taught us that we should extend this forgiveness again and again. Notice in Matthew 18, verses 21 and 22. It says, Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times, Jesus said, unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. The question arises, though, about a situation where an individual is not interested in our forgiveness. They do not ask to be forgiven and may, in fact, continue the offending act against us. What should our response be in such a situation? Jesus gave valuable information about dealing with this problem in Luke chapter 17, verses 3 and 4. He said, Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. The teaching here clearly indicates that forgiveness must be sought before it can be granted. We must be ready to forgive, willing to forgive, even anxious to forgive. But until the offender seeks our forgiveness, there is no way that forgiveness can be accomplished. A moment of reflection will remind us that this is exactly the pattern that God has established for us to be forgiven by him. He is continually ready to forgive us, but we must repent and seek his forgiveness before we can receive it. It's worth noting that the apostles realized the difficulty of forgiving a brother who continues to commit the same offense over and over. After hearing his command in this matter, the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. That's Luke 17, verse 5. It takes a strong faith to fulfill the Lord's will concerning forgiveness. That's this week's bullet point. Think about it. Hello, I'm Nick Law from Jennings, Florida. I love to
3: listen to the virtual Bible study and hear God's Word talk every Thursday night. Now that you've had your break, it's back to the program. We're
0: back on the program tonight. I remind you, this program is brought to you by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Find out more about us by visiting our website, thevirtualbiblestudy.com com, or collegeview.com com, or search for us on YouTube at
4: Kyle at uh, College View Livestream. That's you got where some, you'll find there. You, know, you got some playlist out there, yeah. Which we're uh, starting a uh, which starting a new study. This is our second week of our Personal Godliness series. I think which Greg. Uh, we may not. I guess we'll probably continue this Sunday. So, yeah. And we just completed uh, studies on Genesis. And, yeah, there's a massive uh, study on Genesis we just completed. So, all kinds of stuff on there. And Greg puts some great uh, sermons out there. So, just check it out.
0: Check it out. Kyle's getting us out there on YouTube and making it look good. And you want to check it out if you haven't checked it out already. We're talking about how to determine and handle matters of judgment on the virtual Bible study tonight. And uh, we're on to number three. How should we respond to matters of judgment with which we disagree? Josh, there's no doubt that uh, at some point in time, uh, two people are going to disagree in matters of judgment. Um, And how do we handle those situations?
2: Yeah, I think it's a really important question. I mean, and and I I think number three and number four go hand in hand really well, but uh, one of the first things that came to my mind in thinking about how to handle a situation like that uh, I was thinking about 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 10, uh, where Paul said, I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing and, there be, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. So you might read that and think, man, the, the same mind and same judgment. So is Paul saying, we all have to always have the same judgment. I think that's what Paul is saying. There's going to be differences of, of opinions and matters of judgment, but we can't let that... Um, cause us to divide and we can't let that cause us to have a falling out and not be able to work together because my opinion of judgment is going to be or, or might be different from yours so um, i know we're going to talk more about that in question four but um, just how should we respond to these things i think we need to go into it maybe proactively with that the thinking that you know i'm, I'm not going to my difference of opinion with jacob isn't going to cause me to lose my relationship with him. I'm not going to lose him as a brother and we're going to have a falling out.
0: So is it wrong, I guess, Josh, is my question. Is it wrong for us to object when uh, if we think something's not in good judgment? You know, you want to... You think we ought to, maybe because of this pandemic, we ought to um, maybe move our meeting times to um, 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. Right. What do you say? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll look at an example of that in
2: in, in just a minute. But I, you know, just... Just by the very nature of it being a matter of judgment, uh, that would mean that carrying out the command isn't isn't fully outlined. Um, and so, if it's a matter of judgment, it's not fully outlined. So, if I have an idea about something and you have a better idea, uh, then we ought to be willing to talk about it. So, yeah, I could object and say, Jacob, uh, six a.m. isn't isn't going to work for the majority of the group. Uh, and so, you know, I think the majority of the group, it would work
0: better for them to. So here's reasons why it's a bad idea. Right. Right. Proverbs chapter twelve verse fifteen says, "The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that heareth hearkeneth to unto counsel is wise." And so we all ought to be willing to to, tap, to hear that counsel, and uh, and accept that counsel. Uh, and so I think there is, if, if there's some a judgment call we think is not right, let's talk about it. Let's work through that. Uh, and we need to admit that there could be a better choice. Proverbs chapter nineteen, verses twenty and twenty one says. Uh, Hear counsel and receive instruction. Thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. So listen to advice. Take counsel. That's wise. Let's go to the phone, and we will welcome Dwight uh, to the Virtual Bible Study. Dwight, welcome to the program. Dwight, are you there? How about Dwight? Dwight. Uh, well we, we maybe dwight may have left us here uh dwight call us back and, hey there hey there you are dwight you hear us can you, I'm here good I appreciate you calling tonight and um uh, well, here can, the program? can you hear us dwight uh, we, there,
4: I, call I you, can hear you, you uh, uh, <laughs> I think we've got a little bit of a little little play, yeah here. I don't think he's hearing us on the, the phone I think he's hearing You're us on, on the on the
0: broadcast uh, but go ahead dwight yep Yeah, that's what's happening. Tell you what, we'll work on we'll work on Dwight, uh, and we'll get him back uh, hopefully here later on in the program. Um, all right. Um, so, uh, Josh, I think there's obviously wisdom in taking counsel from uh, from others. Sure.
2: Yeah, Amos three verse three says, "Can two walk together except they be agreed?" Uh, and so, you know, I I just think it's um, so important to remember that we're brothers and sisters in Christ, and we. Come to each other, and we, we're going to have differences of opinion, but I think you're absolutely right. We need to bounce those ideas off one another and make sure that we're we're thinking about everything because oftentimes I think about something in a certain way, Jacob, and then you come in with a different perspective that I hadn't thought about, um, and so
0: it, that's beneficial for the group, yep. and so those are all important things to consider. Here's what Brian said. He's in an email tonight. He says, I wrestle with the deference we are to give elders. No man or group of men is perfect. However, if I am sufficiently satisfied that there is a departure from truth, I need to speak out. Uh, and he references first Timothy five, verse twenty, concerning elders, those who continue in sin rebuke in the presence of all that the, so the rest uh, may be uh will also be fearful of sinning. And Jesus said to take it for the church if necessary, Matthew eighteen, verse seventeen. And so Brian has got a situation that, that uh, he references here with dealing with elders that is a challenge uh, many times, is how do you handle that? And I think he references the answer to that in 1 Timothy 5, verse 20. If they are leading the congregation in ways that are not authorized, that violate the Scriptures, then the, uh, the requirement that we would have is to call them out on that. Now, if it's just a matter of judgment... Then I need to submit to the elders. There's no, there's no, uh, mistaking that. But if it's a matter of right or wrong, then I've got to, I've got to call that out. I can't allow them to lead the church into sin and lead the church into down the path of apostasy. I've got to stand up and, and, and and push against that. You know, the command to submit to elders is really just limited to that, the areas of judgment. I can't submit to them if they're telling me to do something that's wrong or they're leading us in areas that are wrong.
2: Yeah, ultimately we're all submitting to Christ, and I was I was thinking about First uh, Peter five and verse four. It talks about that uh, the chief shepherd shall appear. I mean, Jesus called the chief shepherd. Ultimately, we're yeah. all submitting to Him. But you're right, we're submitting to the the eldership of the local
0: congregation in areas of judgment. So mm-hmm. if they
2: want to change the time for assembly, then then and if it works for everybody else, I submit to them.
0: Yeah, I right. uh, appreciate that email tonight, uh, Brian. Dwight uh, in Iowa, in his email, says, Romans 14 talks about not quarreling over matters of opinion. If it's a matter of personal judgment and does not go against God's word, then don't make an issue to cause division or trouble. If it goes against God's word, correct them, teach them, and instruct them in the way of righteousness. I do not believe it is right to object to judgment matters that are not contrary to God's word. If someone chooses to be a vegetarian versus a meat eater, let them. Romans 14, verses 4 and 5 says, Who are you to judge another servant's? To his own master he stands or falls. Indeed, he will be made to stand, for God is able to make him stand. One person seems one day above another, another seems that every day alike. Let each be uh, fully convinced in his own mind. All right, so we were talking about that passage before the program, uh, Josh. And th- th- that one's a difficult one because those are matters of conscience, not just matters of judgment there in Romans 14.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean,
0: and, and it's sort But I do of... agree that Dwight says we shouldn't make an issue out of right. it. Right. But, but, Let's go to Rome. Let's go quickly. We're almost out of time before our break. Let's go to Acts chapter 15 because there is an example here in Acts chapter 15, verse 36 beginning, where Paul and Barnabas had a very maybe heated, sharp, I think, is the biblical word for it, uh, disagreement in verse 36 beginning of, of Acts 14 or 15. And some days after Paul uh, said to Barnabas, let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. And Barnabas determined to take with him John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought it not good to take with them him with them. We departed from them from Pamphylia and went not with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder from one another. So Barnabas took Mark and sailed unto Cyprus. And Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren to the grace of God. So there was a there was a disagreement there a sharp disagreement in a matter of judgment. So I don't think it is contrary to God's will for us to have discussions about that. I think they parted ways in order to maintain peaceful relations uh, rather than having a knockdown drag out. They just said, "Hey, listen, there's a, here there's a solution. We don't have to go together if you want John Mark with you." then you can go have John Mark with you and I can go another way and we can both work for the Lord. So it wasn't a uh, uh maybe a, a nasty fight, but there was a uh there was a, a disagreement.
2: Yeah, obviously very much so there was a difference of opinion and we don't know all the details about it. Yeah. Uh, but you do know that Paul had an opinion this way, Barnabas had an opinion the other way and so they they had to come to a resolution and so they they split
0: up and went their own way. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's talk about maybe some of that on the other side of the break. Let's get into um, let's get into that some more. Here's what uh, here's what Kent said. Not all areas of disagreement involve matters of judgment. Some areas of disagreement involve the rejection of Bible authority. When the authority of the Scriptures is rejected, individuals become guilty of sin. On the other hand, there are times when individuals differ regarding opinion optional matters or judgment calls. Sometimes these differing views come about because individuals are weak in the faith. Romans 14 deals with areas such as this. When such happens, we should never ask any to violate their conscience by engaging in activities that they view to be wrong, even though such objection is based upon a weak faith. Uh, Those who have personal scruples in certain areas that would certainly be concluded as judgment calls or other optional areas should never violate their own conscience but never force their scruples on others. Thank you for that, Kent. And then, um, um, okay, so let's go on. Let's get a break. And uh, when we get back, we'll continue the discussion, go to the top of the hour. In the end, there's a decision made that goes against my best judgment. How should I handle that decision that's made? thinking maybe now, uh, Josh, about things in, in the church. They made a decision about something against my best judgment. How do I handle that? And what attitudes do I need? What attitudes must I possess if I'm going to be successful at at handling that the correct way? And then finally tonight we'll talk about how do I handle matters of right and wrong. Stay with us. We're going to the top of the hour right after this.
3: Wow. It isn't so hard to understand the Bible after all. There's more exciting study and discussion coming after these messages.
2: When you take away the ice cream socials, the family center, the gym, the fellowship hall, and the plays from your church, what do you have left? Is there anything of real spiritual substance? Is there anything that says this is all about God and not all about me? At the College View Church of Christ, we want to stay focused on the goal of serving God. We don't offer what most churches offer, but we do offer Jesus Christ and Him crucified. If that's what you're looking for, come worship with us this Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. at the College View Church of Christ.
1: My name
0: is Roger Tomes, and me and my wife love to listen to the Virtual Bible Study on Thursday nights.
3: See, I told you we'd be back. The Virtual Bible Study continues.
0: And we're back on the program tonight as we talk about uh, matters of judgment and uh, understanding how we determine those and how we handle those matters of judgment. And so now we want to get into the idea, uh, Josh, about, well, they made a decision that just really goes against my better judgment. How do I handle that?
2: Well, I was thinking about Ephesians 5 and verse 21. It says, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Uh, And so ought to be willing to submit to uh, brethren in matters of judgment. Uh, for the good of the group and keeping peace, I think there's there's unfortunately some people that my opinion is the right one, and everybody else it doesn't matter. Uh, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna stir the pot, and I'm gonna everybody's got to come around to my way of thinking. Um, and so I ought to be willing to submit in matters of
0: judgment. Absolutely, unity has to be a top priority, uh, Josh. Not unity uh, way in, in which we disregard the word of God, but unity in that I'm willing to yield. In order to maintain uh, peace and unity. Right.
2: I like what is said in Philippians 2, beginning of verse 3, it says, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than, them, than themselves. Look, not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Uh, so when we are esteeming others more than myself, then that is... Uh, having the mind of christ i mean looking on the things of others uh lifting up others uh more than myself so i don't have to be number one i need to take a back seat in order to keep the the peace in the in the flock um and so that's that's
0: very important esteeming others better than myself here's what ephesians 4 verse 3 says endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace (laughs) endeavoring that tells me it's not going to come easy It's not going to be just something that just happens. I'm going to have to work hard, and I may have to swallow hard on those matters of judgment, not on matters of of doctrine, not on matters of right and wrong, but on matters of judgment. They're just making a terribly bad mistake. They're doing something that anybody with half sense would know. That's, That's just ridiculous. Yeah, almost certainly we're going to have to do that. We're going to have to swallow hard and say, you know what? I want to have peace. I'm going mm-hmm. to endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. Yeah. So uh, there's going to be, I'm going to have to work at that. And finally, I think, uh, or maybe not finally, you may have some other comments here on this, but I think Ephesians chapter five, verses 20 and 21, tell us that we've got to submit, uh, sorry, verses 21 and 22, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. We, uh, we need to, we need to submit. And, uh, and Josh, my, it doesn't have to be my way or the highway. I could submit to your judgment. I mean, I think it's the best judgment, but I'm willing to submit to that, yeah. uh, and that needs to be a priority. Yeah, in that in that context, he's
2: really talking about you know he talks about the family, but we're really submitting to Christ. We're submitting to God. Yep. We're under His authority and leadership yep. when yep. we're willing to submit to our brother.
0: Yep. Okay. All right. Um, what attitudes must we have uh, then, Josh? I think you touched on some of those.
2: Yeah. I'd, Put down Romans 12 and verse 10 that says, Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. So we've got to have brotherly love when there's judgment cause taking place.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I put in humility. I think you referenced Philippians 2.13. Um, but uh, humility has to be one of those. Uh, Third John verse 9 talks about diatrophies and talks about his lack of humility. I wrote to the church but Diotrephes, who loveth to have the preeminence among them receive us, us not. And that can be a that can be something that can creep in on all of us as we sort of want to have the say. I want it to be my way. Uh, and we need to step back from that and realize that that's what got Diotrephes in trouble and that will get us in trouble as well if we're not willing to to submit and uh and not demand to have the preeminence. Yeah, I think maybe
2: even the 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 so-called golden rule might apply here when we Uh, all things whatsoever that you would that men should do to you do you even so to them for this is the law and the prophets Mm -hmm. i mean we love our brethren and we treat them the way that we want to be treated and they do likewise Uh, then when matters of judgment arise we're going to be able to settle that uh, and we're not going to have a falling out because i'm putting you above myself and you're seeking to do the same thing so we're going to work this thing out and it's going to be for the good of the whole group so maybe maybe i don't feel as good about it as i would have but the group is going to be okay, and there's peace, and that that's the number one.
0: Yeah, and so here, how about if, how about Second Peter chapter? Sorry, First Peter chapter five, verse five. Here's this talks about submission, and it ties that idea of submission in with humility. Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves to the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud, and giveth grace to the humble. Those two ideas are connected there. That. I, in order to submit i've got to be humble and uh be clothed with humility i mean i'm going to put it on it's going to be a conscious decision uh i'm i'm going to decide that i'm going to be someone who's humble i'm going to put it on it's going to cover me it's going to it's going to uh be it'll be that thing that uh that is apparent in my life i'm going to be clothed in this humility all right anything else how about love First Peter chapter one, verse 22, tells us that we need to love. Uh, see, you've purified yourselves and obeying your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. I think, uh, uh, Josh, it'll be harder for me uh, to get bent out of shape about a judgment call that you made if I love you with a pure heart fervently.
2: Sure. Yeah,
0: and you know that I'm. we have the same goal.
2: You know that I'm trying to do the right thing, and I know that you're trying to do the right thing. That that ought to help our cause.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then um, back to Ephesians chapter 5. We looked at verse 21 uh, where it told us that we need to submit. We'll look at the verse ahead of that, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20. Giving thanks for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of, of God. If I'm thankful for my brethren, I'm not going to let a matter of judgment get in the way of that. Yeah, I think we fail to be as thankful as we ought to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in, in that area of your brethren, okay. the
2: church that was established.
0: Let's see what our listeners said about that. Uh, what do you do when you, a decision goes against your judgment? Kent says if such involves a judgment call or an optional activity, we should never create a problem or division of the church over such. And... Uh, Dwight says, "If it is just my opinion and I feel differently, I need to let it be." Romans 14 verses 19 and 20 and 22 says, "Therefore let us pursue the things which make peace, and the things by which we may edif- one may edify another. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All things indeed are pure, but if it is evil for the man who eats, with a f- it is evil for the man who eats with offence. Do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God. Happy is he who does not uh, condemn himself in what he approves. And then the attitudes that we need to have." Uh, Kent says having a genuine love for brethren in Christ and respect for the authority of the scriptures. If I'm involved in a situation where there's an optional action under consideration and the majority of the local church has a conscience problem with such, I should be willing to exercise patience, uh, and not force such a practice on those who cannot in good conscience engage in such. I may want to engage in teaching the scriptures and demonstrate the authority for such as an optional action, but not force any to violate their conscience. Thank you for that. Kent. And then Dwight says a considerate and humble attitude and a love for your brother. First Corinthians 13 verses four through six defines how we should uh, have this considerate, and humble and loving attitude. Hebrews 10:24 speaks of consideration for one another. Philippians two, three through five says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in loneliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look not only on his own interest, but also for the interest of others. And so he says, um, We need to um, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So good comments there from Kent and Dwight. And then finally tonight on the program, Josh, what about matters of right and wrong? So we've talked about judgment. I think it's very clear that I need to be humble. I need to realize that where the matters of judgment exist and then proceed cautiously as I react and respond to those matters of judgment. But on the other side of the coin, this may be a matter of right or wrong. This may be a, a matter of where the scriptures give us specific authority and that a specific authority needs to be honored and followed. How do I handle the situation when it's a matter of right and wrong? Right.
2: Well, Jesus outlined in Matthew 18, beginning of verse 15, he said, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. And if he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee two or more that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established, and if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. Uh, So Jesus has, there's a plan set in place. If there's an issue between uh, two brothers, you go to him. You go to him and you talk to him about that issue. Um, If it's not a matter of judgment, but failing to uh, stay within the authority of Christ, then you've got to go talk to them about that. And then, and then depending on how that goes is how you follow the plan or not. If it's settled there, then that's that's great. It's settled. Uh, there's uh, He
0: asked for forgiveness. You're willing to forgive, and then we can move on. So the scriptures are clear on this, uh, Josh. When it's a matter of opinion, a matter of judgment, I need to not make an issue out of that. I need to pursue peace. I need to right. pursue the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Right. And I need to be humble and submit. Yeah, you want it. You want it this way. You want to meet at six o'clock in the morning. I want to meet at seven. Uh, I'm not going to make an issue of that. We're meeting at six, and that'll be the last you hear of it, All right? But if it's a matter of right or wrong, where you say, you know what, I think we ought to meet, yeah. we ought to take the Lord's Supper on Saturday instead of Sunday. I think we ought to just, we ought to ignore what the scriptures teach.
2: Yeah, we don't have that option to submit there. Some we would can't. say,
0: hey, listen, don't make an issue out of it. That's that's that. We we'll we disagree to disagree. No, if it's a matter of right or wrong, if if I'm disregarding the sh- teachings of scripture. There can be no peace until we are unified on what the Scriptures teach. I can't turn the other cheek. I can't just turn and and ignore that. I've got to make an issue of that. Yeah. So
2: this almost comes full circle. We started out by saying a thing must first be lawful. Then you can look at the expedience. But if it's not first lawful, then we're off on the wrong foot. I mean, you can't look at any judgment
0: call because you're talking about going outside of the authority so it's it gotta be lawful us, it gets us back to it that does. authority thing that we started with it's why it's so important to understand why we ha- how to get bible authority how to establish it right. and that we demand that we be following it in every aspect of our lives right. uh, and so if it's a matter of right or wrong i cannot yield here's what dwight said we must handle matters of right or wrong according to the word of god if one who has done wrong and repents we must forgive them and not hold against them so that they are not overwhelmed by excessive sorrow and uh, Kent says, recognize that God, through his word, draws the line between right and wrong. It is our responsibility to recognize and accept where God has drawn the line. When we accept and apply these biblical principles, much division can be eliminated among brethren. And so we do need to understand that. We need to understand where he's drawn the line. Where do How do we establish that Bible authority? And uh, if it's a matter of authority, a matter of what the scriptures have commanded, then we cannot yield. We must, we must demand uh, that we are all following that. Jude verse 3 tells us to earnestly contend for the faith. And so I envision that as someone departing from the faith, not a matter of judgment. They're wanting to teach and practice something that is not founded in the scriptures. And I'm to earnestly contend for that. I'm not just supposed to set set, set by right. and say, well, if that's what they want to teach, I'm not going to make an issue out of it. No, if it's not according to the scriptures, Jude verse 3 tells us you better get your yourself ready to, mm-hmm. to be contending for the faith.
2: Yeah, I was going to say it takes you have to know you have to know first off before you can contend or defend anything, yeah. and so we have to know it. We have to know this authority question. We have to know what's a judgment call, and then uh, if it falls into a question of authority, we got to be ready to
0: defend that. All right, well we're out of time. Josh went quick tonight. I did. It was it was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thanks for good thanks for good having discussion, me. important discussion. You and I talked about this yeah. before, and when I brought the topic up to you, you said you know what. I think we need. Yeah, that. I think it's definitely I mean, needed. I think I need it. I need it. I need it. And uh, because it's very easy for us uh, to start to think that our judgment and our opinions mm-hmm. are maybe wiser than those around us, and maybe right. they're the ones that everybody needs to follow. And maybe I get frustrated. I think I'm being overlooked. My judgment's
2: not being taken into account. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Good. Uh, good discussion. Kyle, comments from
4: you tonight on that side of the board. It was a great discussion. I think it's uh, it's needed. It's timely. I think it's. Uh, Something that we all need to be thinking about and we all need to self-examine ourselves for our own humility, our own uh, pride, and see where we can, you know, improve -improve ourselves and see where we can help make judgment calls and see if we can, you know, when those come across our path, what we can do to, you know, help things out. So I think it's a great great lesson.
0: Enjoyed being with you guys tonight. glad to have the opportunity to talk about the scriptures with you. Glad to be here. Enjoyed being with you on the other end of the line. I hope you benefited from our discussion and study of God's Word. We encourage you to make plans to be back here this time next week for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study. And in the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life, study His inspired Word, the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it.